Well, the big news of the day is official. About 45 minutes ago, OU football announced it. Yes, the reports were true. Seth Luttrell, Joe John Finley, co-offensive coordinators. Seth Luttrell is going to call the plays. He's going to coach the quarterbacks. Joe John Finley is uh, co-OC and still going to coach the tight end. So, there you go. It is official, according to OU football. If you would like to whip the text line into a frenzy, we can ask for uh, letter grades on the hire today. 405-651-3439. Do you think we're going to get everything from an A-plus to an an F? Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) The entire spectrum will be covered. And everything in between. Yeah, let us know what uh, your letter grade is on the... Hiring of the next offensive coordinator. Here's what Brent said, because I had this down today. Um, Did he interview outside candidates? How seriously did he consider those candidates? What did that process look like? Well, Brent took us inside that with the release today. He says, quote, yes, this was an easy and convenient move, but it was also the best move for our program, our our players, and our staff. I went through a thorough process and vetted and visited with a lot of candidates, including sitting head coaches, former head coaches, NFL assistants, quarterback gurus, and others. Who would you who would you say is a quarterback guru that possibly could have been interviewed for this job? I'm just trying Mule to, shoe. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of who, who I think of when I think of quarterback guru out there in the sport these days. Is Muleshoe who comes to mind for you? Was Lincoln Riley turned down at the OC opportunity at the University of Oklahoma? Boy, that'd be rich. Uh, I'm going to report that. I'm going to start that rumor. (laughs) You're like, yes, uh, Muleshoe was interviewed and expressed interest in returning to Oklahoma to be offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, but was passed over in favor of Seth. He didn't make the first cuts. Old uh, old Muleshoe. No, I, um, I like the hire. I like the continuity that you have here. Um, Seth Luttrell has been a play caller. He's called plays for for a long time, and that said as much in the uh, in the release today and the recruit reaction. It feels like the reaction from the recruits has been pretty strong. Probably none other more than uh, Devon Mitchell. Devon Mitchell was very happy. Yeah, about he's this stoked news. about it, man. He's stoked about it, and understandably so. The guy that spearheaded Oklahoma's pursuit of him in Joe John Finley not only stays on staff as tight ends coach, despite the departure of a guy he was very close with in Jeff Levy, but he now gets a promotion to co-offensive coordinator. So, yeah, Devon Mitchell's pretty stoked. Was Devon Mitchell the first name or one of the first names we initially thought of when, ooh, an OC change is happening, who could this potentially impact in this recruiting class? I think Devon Mitchell was probably one of the first names you thought of. If that meant, like, it it was always with the caveat, right? Okay, well, what does this mean for Joe John? And if Joe John leaves, that could potentially impact Devon Mitchell and his recruitment to OU. I mean, but we're not worried about that now. The point is, is that you really wanted to keep Devon Mitchell in this class. One, because he's a really, really good player. Classified, he's a year early, should be a senior next year. Reclassified, he's still a top 100 player. It's a position of need, too. So you really needed Devon Mitchell to stay in this class. So I I think this hire just on itself, Parker, is is good, uh, and we'll get to the grades here in a second. But keeping Devon Mitchell, that's a that's a very that's an added benefit there for sure. Yeah, and the odds as as long as Michael Hawkins stay committed, the odds Devon Mitchell was going to bounce weren't high. Uh, they also weren't non-existent, but they weren't high. 
So you keep Hawkins locked in. He's very tight with Latrell, holds him in high regard. Uh, that's going to be seamless. And then Mitchell's guy and Joe John Finley gets a promotion. Yeah, everybody wins here. Uh, did the All Big Twelve team just get released? By the way, someone I just I just, saw, I just saw that here. Hold, hold on, let me. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Hold, breaking news here. First, uh, Max Johnson is indeed headed to North Carolina. We got us a Max Johnson here at North Carolina, so that is official. Uh, okay. Congrats to Mac Brown. Uh, okay, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Boy, we're all over the place with this first segment. I promise we'll get to the text line. Uh, no surprise here, Ollie Gordon, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Good yep. with it before we move yep. on? Yep, he deserves it. Uh, Big 12 Coach of the Year is Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State. Okay, no qualms. And here are the uh, 2023 – let me get to the All-Big 12 team here. Of course, I have to uh, click on a link. I got them here for you. Okay. Uh, Dylan Gabriel was the unanimous All-Big yeah, 12 selection. He better, yeah, he better have been. I was at, at a riot here. Unanimous. Billy Bowman was an All-Big 12 selection. Somehow not unanimous. Mm, interesting, but okay, whatever. I'll take it. Danny Stutzman and Drake Stoops also on the All first All right! Team. We don't have to riot to the Big 12 offices. Thank you. I know a lot of you on the text line, a lot of you on Twitter. We're going to drive down to Dallas with me, but they put Drake Stoops on the all-Big 12 first-team list. Violence will not be in order on this Wednesday. Good. Finally. Fi- it took the Big 12 finally got something right. For the second Thanks. straight year, Ethan Downs is an all-Big 12 second-team selection, as is Andrew Rame. Notable omissions? No Tyler Guyton. No Walter Rouse. No Woody Washington. Is there anybody else you feel like might have had a case? Um, uh, no, I, no, no, I, no. I, I, I think the... No, no love for Zach Schmidt? <laughs> I saw that joke earlier today. Like, really? He wasn't a Groza <laughs> finalist here? What's going on? But I, I think they got it right with the four first-teamers. Drake Stoops had to be on the first team. Dylan Gabriel had to be on the first team, as did Stutzman and Billy Bowman. So all in all, normally I'm really upset about this list. Normally I'm like, really? We've got co-coaches of the year? There's like two, three co-coaches of the year on here. I'm actually um, I, I'm okay. LaDonna says that Woody Washington got host. And he had a good year. It's just... Like what did he not? He didn't have an interception the entire year, did he? No, he and, did and not. I'm not letting that really change my opinion on Woody Washington's season. I thought he had a really good year, but maybe that's what held him from being a first team all player is not having maybe some of the interception numbers that others had at that position. And yeah, it's 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 a tough deal with cornerbacks because interceptions are naturally always going to inflate a guy's stock in that capacity because. If you're doing your job as a cornerback, you can make the argument that lack of statistics is a great thing because as long as you're playing all the snaps and the ball isn't coming your way, that means you're locking down your man and the offense isn't trying to force anything to your man because they respect you. And Woody Washington is obviously a guy that across the league commands a lot of respect. It didn't result in a ton of productivity in the box score this year, however. Uh, let's see, Rocco Becht was Offensive Freshman of the Year. Anthony Hill of Texas was Defensive Freshman of okay. the Year. Well, yeah, I can't really argue with that. People were mad about Peyton Bowen not being 
all Big 12 freshman of the year, but Anthony Hill He's does good, yeah. have a stronger case. Byron Murphy is defensive lineman of the year for the University of Texas. Uh, all right, yeah. Where uh, is Nick Anderson? That is my question. Was he not on any list whatsoever? I mean, no, which really is had a hell odd of a year. Because, like, second in the Big 12 in touchdown receptions, two Drake Stoops, and averaged almost 27 yards per catch. Tyler. 27 yards per catch. And had the – he was standing in the, the – the, the single biggest moment in the Big 12 this season, was that not when Dylan Gabriel – yeah. Through a touchdown pass to Nick Anderson. Come on, that's that's I mean, the seminal to be, moment right? of the Sooner season, right and, there, and maybe of the uh, Big Twelve season as well. No Nick Anderson. All right, now we have someone to be upset <laughs> at uh, at the Big Twelve for. Uh, okay, let's see, guys. How is BV not being considered the coach of the year or at least co? Well, he was picked to finish third in the conference this year, and I guess technically that's where he's going to finish. Um, I don't have a huge issue with Mike Gundy, nor that am I that surprised. I mean, they lost to South Alabama and Iowa State, and rebounded and found them, found themselves in the conference championship game. So I not are, are you all that surprised that Gundy's coach of the year in the league? Because no, I, I I'm guess not. I'm not. No, I'm not. And to be fair, that probably would have been my selection too. Tyler from Kellyville says Nick Anderson got screwed. Nine one eight, no Bowen for freshman of the year. Tommy GTFOH, Mike Gundy. <laughs> 405, no punt return award for OU. Uh, another joke there as well. Yeah, and look, instantly what everybody's going to probably say on the text line is, how can you make Gundy coach the year in the Big 12 when he lost to South Alabama? And my answer to you would be, have you seen that Oklahoma State roster? Uh, to have that team at 9-3... and three, and set to play for a Big Ten title. That is magical work by Gundy. A lot of people look, still don't think they're very good, by the way. Well, I, look, I don't I, think they're very good either. I, but I'm the same That's way. what makes the coaching job all the more impressive, is that despite what Oklahoma State doesn't have, like that roster outside of Ollie Gordon does not have a heck of a lot. And I saw a metric circulating on Twitter the other day that – I think it measures like win expectancy or wins over win expectancy. And Oklahoma State, by that metric, should have won like five or six games this year. Obviously, they ended up winning nine. And so, by that metric, Oklahoma State was the luckiest team in the entire Power Five. But, you know, I'd, I'm not even sure I would use the word luck. I think there's there is a skill in knowing how to pull games out. And. Oklahoma State has mastered it, man. Look no further than BYU in Stillwater on Saturday. They trailed by 18 at the half, needed that win to go to the Big 12 championship game, and they got it done. Yeah, well, um, there's your uh, all-Big 12 list. That's breaking news. By the way, our breaking news sponsor is Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. They sell the best and service the rest. Breaking news report brought to you by Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. Uh, a lot of breaking news happened this yeah. segment. Rattler's going to the NFL. Did, did I good, miss? Good for him. Did I miss anything else? Good for him. There's a text saying, "Why is Andrew Rame leaving? It doesn't make sense for him or the team. Is it something non-football related going on? Did did, did that come out this segment as well? That Rain? I know he went through uh, Senior Day 
and, and all that on uh, Friday. No, nothing's been confirmed, but I I don't expect Rain back. Yeah. I think the expectation is he's going to be off to the NFL. Felt like that on Friday when he was, uh, you know, going through all the festivities before the game. Yeah. Okay, I had a plan for this first segment. It did not go the way that I thought. That's fine. Big 12 awards released. You guys sitting in your letter grades for the OC hire. And we will. I promise this time we'll get to it on the other side. 405-651-3439. Right here on The Ref, we're the Homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. In case you just missed it, all Big 12 team was released. Four Sooners on the first team. Dylan Gabriel, Drake Stoops on the offense, Danny Stutzman, Billy Bowman on the defense. Did you happen to see, and I should have looked at this during the break, did you see which team had the most um, first-round selections? I would guess maybe it's Texas if it's not OU. First-team selections? First-team selections. Yeah, OU oh. had four. Did anyone, else, did anyone have more than four? I did not get a chance to check that out. Okay. I I'll, uh, I'll look at that during the break. But A, a big improvement for first-teamers, and was Ethan Downs? He wasn't even first-team before the year, correct? Was he second team, honorable mention? No, I, th- I think he was preseason first team. Okay, so he's first team. So you had one first team preseason and then four uh, postseason, so not bad. And you had the uh, the first team quarterback as well. Okay, like I said, uh, Seth Luttrell, Joe John Finley, named co-offensive coordinators. That was uh, reported last night. It is made official today. And I guess how do we feel here moving forward asking you, that now Seth Luttrell is essentially your quarterback's coach and your quarterback recruiter. He's fallen in quite the spot as a quarterback recruiter for OU, has he not? He's got a former five-star on campus. He's got two quarterbacks already committed for 24. Yeah. And Kevin Sperry, who maybe ends up being a five-star in 25. So he's in a good spot You there can for knock sure. Jeff Lebby for many things, subjectively speaking. Objectively, what you cannot take away from him is that before he left the University of Oklahoma, he set OU up for years at the quarterback position. Really did, man. Now, by the way, uh, Tyler, Texas had a, they had eleven total All Big Twelve selections: Jeez. eight on the first team, three on the second team. Wow! So yeah. even Bert Auburn at kicker, who we all thought sucked going into the OU game this year, he was having some issues, having some troubles, and uh, well, they figured it out there. Uh, okay, letter grades for the hire. Jim and Casper says definitely a home run hire. Pastor MC says A++. Leatherneck Sooner says A-plus pending. Uh, here's one from the 405 that says A-plus. Stillwater Sooner gives the hire a 69 out of 100. Brad from Shawnee gives it an A-plus. Dude. Dude, Large Williams said effing A++++ <laughs> for the hire. Man. Uh, here's one, 860, grade incomplete. We have nothing to base a grade on since it's an internal hire and no performance record to judge as co-OCs. Well, I mean, you, I think you can, you know, judge this. I, I, again, Seth Luttrell, who's going to be your play caller, has called plays several times before at various schools across the country. So there is, there is definitely a history there with your play caller. I mean, so I I think that you can give it a grade. Like if you want to if you want to be more on wait and see at a program like this, okay. But this won't be his first time calling plays. He's he's done it many a times before. And here comes Doug in Norman, Uh-oh. right on cue. Guess what, guys? Just because someone starts at OU, it doesn't mean that they are automatically or should be a Big 12 first-team selection. Agree, Doug. So stop with the narrative of outrage <laughs> at who didn't get picked. 
Doug, oh I have God. no outrage. The only guy, probably the only guy that I would stump for to at least get a nod to the second team Doug. is Nick Anderson. Other than that, I like, there's nobody that I'm like offended that they didn't end up in all Big 12 selection. Doug, there's not a Nick- riot. I called the riot off. Did you not hear? Like yeah. Drake Stoops is on the list. We do not we do not riot tonight. It's all I, good. I, I am comfortable saying Nick Anderson is a snub. Nick Anderson should have been at minimum all Big 12 second team. But beyond that, I have no qualms. It's all good. Yeah. I think the four that they got for the first team, I think I I agree with every single one of them. That's the I would have had four for OU and those are the four I would have uh, selected as well. 918 says A+ plus. familiarity is kept. They'll be able to adjust known plays and they can tweak it to help slow the offense slow down and help keep the defense off the field. So, is that the biggest win with this hire? Like okay, you got a play caller who's called plays, I think with the release say for like close to a decade. That's how long that Latrell has called plays. But it feels like the familiarity is the big win here. Yeah, Seeing is. is who's going to be the quarterback next year and what your situation is next year in the SEC. Well, and the way that you can kind of blend the current scheme into the future scheme. And that's what Joe John Finley is for, right? Because he knows Levy's offense inside and out. And so if you want to keep some of the – linguistics and the conceptual stuff the same and you want to add your own unique flair to the offense and don't just want it to be the exact same thing that Seth Luttrell has run in the past not that there's anything wrong with that but if you want to put your own OU type spin on it and you want to give the guys that are currently in the locker room something of a starting point as they make this transition well you can take some of the stuff that Lebby has done in the past hopefully not jet sweeps (laughs) <laughs> but you can take some of that stuff and you can blend it into the scheme that Latrell brings to the table such that it's a much easier transition as these guys get up to speed with what will be a new playbook. I don't know how new it'll be, but there will obviously be changes sure. made. Uh, good point by Recruiting Boomer, formerly the Recruiting Doomer. You may have heard this individual as the Recruiting Doomer. No, 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 no. It's a Recruiting Boomer now. There we go. You mean we hold this offensive class together, A-plus higher. And maybe if they would have hired from the outside, that they would have kept this offensive class together, but it really feels like that's going to be the case. What, three weeks today is the early signing period? It, like, they, they lost, they lost, um, lost Dozie Ezukama, sure, that probably unrelated to this hire. Yeah. But it feels like these hires are really going to make sure that the offensive class stays together, and maybe you don't have – Another single decommit in this class. Yeah, by the way, Emmett Jones, that man earns his paycheck because there was some brief buzz. There, there, there were some brief rumblings that Zion Raggins might look at going to Mississippi State. <laughs> Emmett slammed the door on that thing. There were some rumblings that K.J. Daniels might look at Mississippi State. Emmett slammed the door on that thing, too. There were rumblings that... Zion Kearney, maybe he's a little bit more open to hearing from other schools now. Well, guess what? Spoiler alert. Not happening. Emmett Jones is that dude. He's just closing. Closing in the the late stages of this recruiting class. The wide receiver class is going to hold together. Which it sounds like... uh, He'd already closed. Now he's just nailing it shut. Sounds like Dozy Ezukama. Which, if if nothing else, I I wish he would have stayed in this class to hear the... uh, the, uh, the PA voice, Dozi Izukama here. <laughs> uh, sounds like he's TCU bound or yeah, leaning heavily towards TCU feels at this point. Way. 
918, I think it's brilliant. Two guys from two different offenses can combine the best of the two. And then you got a lot of Doug hate text going on right <laughs> the now. The Doug hate text. <laughs> They're back. Um, Someone said Doug sits in the south end zone. That's because it's covered in the south end zone. So I'm guessing that's that that that's the joke there. I think I said, "Oh, the south end zone's fun to sit in," and I got made fun of for that yeah, for uh, the spring game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy that promised us a case of Olipop if Spencer Rattler is drafted by the third round apparently heard that Spencer Rattler was Uh-oh. making the move to the NFL, and he popped back up. He said, any rumors out there about defensive tackles? A&M, maybe? Florida? Uh, yeah, there are rumors. Not rumors I'm going to get into until the individuals that are the subject of those rumors get into the portal. Until or unless they get into the portal. Not a conversation I'm going to entertain. Okay. Out of respect for those individuals. Can we entertain names who have officially announced that they will be in the transfer portal? Sure, Because I, I had some names written down today to discuss, so perfect. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, Ray Leak Brown. Of course, he was once an OU commit. USC, uh, he was there last year, now in the portal. OU will engage with him. Jalen Conyers was also here as a tight end at one point in his career. I've heard conflicting things on that one. I guess uh, Rayleigh Brown was never actually here. Jalen yeah. Conyers was, so that's that's the difference there. I've heard conflicting things on Jalen Conyers. What you can say objectively is that that's probably the most talented tight end to hit the transfer portal in the last three years. So, especially a guy with history at OU and somebody that is an uncommon type of talent to have on the transfer market at that particular position, yes, you're going to engage with him. Whether or not he's receptive is another question. Now, there are, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the uh, – I mean, heck, Max Johnson is already – the portal's not even open yet, and he's announced that he's going to North Carolina. Um, but some of these quarterback names that are out there, K.J. Jefferson of Arkansas, formerly of Arkansas, is in the portal. Grayson McCall's in as well. Cam Ward of Washington State. I don't think any of those names are names that we're talking about no. for, for OU. And it's worth noting, Johnson and other guys that are grad transfers, they don't have to wait for December 4th. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Why, that's why you will see some announcements before the portal officially opens because guys can enter the portal at any time. As long as they have graduated. Jacob Lacey committed to Oklahoma last year in, like, mid-November. By the- I think it was on Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. Hmm. I think I was sitting at home in Nebraska on Thanksgiving and got the notification that Jacob Lacey had announced for Oklahoma. So if you're a grad transfer, you can transfer pretty much whenever you want. By the way, if you want any of these uh, big-time quarterbacks in the portal, you better be ready to, p- to, uh, to pay. Yep. $1 million to $1.5 to $2 million. That's what Nebraska head coach Matt Rule is saying. Make no mistake, a good quarterback in the portal costs $1 million to $1.5 to $2 million right now. There are some teams that have 6 to $7 million players playing for them, said Matt Rule. Dang. 6 to $7 million players. He ain't. Hope it's worth it. He ain't lying. Mm. And I, I will say this much. I was told the other day that there was an SEC program I'm not going to give any more details than this. There was an SEC program that offered eight figures to a quarterback who is not currently in the portal to try and lure him. He may be maybe getting ready to be in the portal if he he got that offer. Um, Hey, is Lacey coming back, says the listener in the 405. Jacob Lacey has another year. Uh, I would assume he uses it. I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, listener in the 580 says, did you see JFA's Twitter? No, I didn't. I'll go check. No. Well, just let us know what it is, text line. Yeah. Another 580 listener said, Doug thinks there are too many statues. 
Luke has, a lot of Luke has text right now. Glenn from Nashville. Maybe he's excited about the new hire, Bobby Petrino, officially the next uh, OC at Arkansas. We, we've discussed Luke has before. He comes from a family of Razorbacks, and I know times aren't good up there, but man, it's going to be tough to uh, for anyone to pry him away from Fayetteville just because how much he loves the Hogs. And as good as he was this year, you know he's going to be a focal point for their offense moving forward. Yeah, who do you think was the first player Bobby Petrino met with when he got to Arkansas? Uh, KJ would, Jefferson well, no, creeped I, him out, and so he left, and yeah, then no, Lucas KJ, was second. KJ Jefferson was on his way out the door. I would say, <laughs> shoot. Raheem Sanders is probably first, and Rocket Luke Sanders. Has is probably second. Rocket Sanders and Luke Has, probably a good place to start there. Bobby Petrino back at Arkansas. Boy, that'll be fun to watch next year. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So many texts to get to. We'll do our best coming up next. And, yes, your daily Eddie Pierre-Louis update coming up as well on the other side, right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the Ref. What up, Ref Army? We see you listening worldwide via the KREF app. St. Paul, Minnesota has checked in today. Waverly, Nebraska is tuned in. Daly City, California. Gilbert, Arizona. Gray, Georgia. Frisco, Texas. Bristol, Rhode Island. Small Oklahoma town of the day. Let's go to southern Oklahoma. Kingston, Oklahoma, our Oklahoma small town of the day. That's brought to you by Affordable Door Company where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage door openers as well. Affordable Door Company, affordabledoor.net, or call 405-635-9499. Boy, I felt like I got trolled last night when I watched Grant Bricks' uh, commitment video. <laughs> I mean, they really had to make the semi the main theme. Of the commit video there? They probably listened Man. to this show and decided, yep, this is how we got I do felt it. attacked when I watched Grant Bricks' commitment video. Because I, I opened it and I thought, oh, they're going to show the semi, aren't they? Show the semi? Grant Bricks was driving the semi in the commitment video he released last night to the Huskers. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Belief in Coach Rule and the program is uh, his big reasons why he's going to be a Husker. Says Grant Bricks. All right. Good luck to you. So be it. Now the focus turns to Eddie Pierre-Louis. Daily update, is it? Huh? I guess we'll see. I I refuse to say anything more about that recruitment until he decides. Because <laughs> anything I can and or will say might very well be obsolete 15 minutes. It will be held against you in the court of the text yeah, line, Yeah, exactly. The like, the, the amount of times that this thing has completely shifted, turned on its head, just gone dead for weeks, and like, this has been as bizarre a recruitment as I have covered. And I've covered some weird ones. This might take the cake. What are the odds? Okay, let's just say no EPL. What are the odds OU doesn't get another 24 commits? Uh, in this class, if Eddie Pierre-Louis is not a part of it. High? Yeah, I would say at that point, no, no. I would say there's a greater than 50% chance they do get another commit. Just because at that point, it feels like, unless they want to go all in with the portal, which I guess is a possibility. I, I think of what BV did with Taylor Heim last year. And make no mistake... Venables loves him some senior tape. Oh, yeah. He loves to identify those late risers. So, 
I don't know who it would be right now. I can't give you a short list of names. But I feel like there's going to be some late riser as a senior who catches BV's eye and gets an offer from Oklahoma and ends up in the class. That's just my gut. Yeah, we we saw it happen as recently as last year. And with the local kid as well. I don't know who that local kid would be this year because they've been in on a lot of uh, local kids, some with even w- without even a, an official scholarship. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I can get down with that. Camo Sooner says, I never realized that O-line recruits were such divas. <laughs> would you classify Eddie Pierre-Louis as a diva? O-line recruits, generally mm-hmm. speaking, aren't divas. The divas are wide receivers and defensive linemen. Typically, but uh, I, I I don't know I don't know how to categorize Eddie Pierre Louis. All the interactions I've ever had with him have been interesting. That's for sure. I mean, he's always seemed like a pretty straight up character to me. I just this uh, doesn't make I, him I, a diva, I just, but I've just always noticed that he's got sunglasses on in all the photos of uh, of Eddie Pierre Louis that I see. Yeah. I, and maybe I that's know, just man. from one or two events, but I'm like, oh, I know that's Eddie Pierre Louis because he's got the uh, he's got the sunglasses on. Slim Brady, and this goes back to Bricks and his commitment video in the semi. How do you report someone for driving without a CDL? <laughs> here, here, <laughs> here's the thing. I would normally think an 18 year old wouldn't have a CDL, but but this is Grant Bricks we're talking about. I guess I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he had a he had a CDL to drive a a semi. It wouldn't be the least surprising thing ever. Maybe they're going to let him drive the Nebraska football truck to a away games. Maybe those year. are his career plans if football doesn't work out, be a truck driver. Um, I, I've seen a lot of this over the past few days from the 405. Is Jet Kalmus a possible preferred walk-on? Of course, Jet Kalmus plays for uh, Jinx, who's going to play in a state championship this weekend. I mean, sure, he's a possible preferred walk-on. Anytime you get a guy that has an OU name in state that – can pull his weight on the football field? Yeah, of course. Of course he's a potential preferred walk-on. Uh, from the state of Nebraska, 308, please can we be done with Grant Bricks? He chose a losing program over one that puts O-linemen in the league to be close to home. As great of a kid as he probably is, that's not the mentality OU and Bill B wants. Yes, we can be done with Grant Bricks because he officially picked Nebraska. So, yes, we can. We can do that. 405-651-3439, by the way is the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Back to the uh, OC hire that is now official from OU. Do, do you think we get an official press conference? We we got quotes in that story from BV, from Latrell, from Joe John. you think we get a press conference at all this week or no? Maybe. I don't know. I, I We'll hear from Latrell eventually. Obviously, we've gotten the chance to talk to Joe John before in the three years that he's been on staff. I I, I, I would say probably not. Just before Just the bowl the game? Coach, well, because the coaches are going to be out on the road yeah. recruiting. So I'd figure logistically just wait till signing day and then make – like it, it feels to me mm-hmm. like it could be the type of deal where on signing day you not only get a press conference from BV – but you get a press conference from the coordinators as well. Five-star Randy going into the SEC. How can we know if this hire can be fairly assessed against the defenses they will see? You tracking on that one? Going into the SEC, how can we know if this hire can be fairly assessed going against the defenses they will see? I I guess I'm kind of like 
So what exactly are you saying, five-star Randy? Like, are you saying you're not going to be able to assess the hire the same heading into the SEC as you would in the Big Two? I mean, yeah, that's true. But I I don't know. I guess I'm still kind of confused by that question and where you're going with that. Speaking of the SEC, I thought of this today with the SEC dates being leaked, uh, what, on Monday night? You know, that Tennessee home game in September is going to be the biggest home game since when? Ohio State, maybe in 2016? Like, it's it's a big deal that Tennessee's coming to town and it's your first SEC game. And I'm going to guess that that game is not at 11 a.m., by the way. And OU's already ahead of the chains quite a bit on their 2025 class. But it is interesting to think about, Parker, if they want it to be how massive of a recruiting weekend in Norman that could be for OU for that OU-Tennessee game in September. Now, I I know the past couple of years, they've liked to do their visits maybe more in the offseason, but come on, you got your first ever SEC game here. I got to think that that's going to be a massive visitor list, maybe the biggest that we've seen in in, in recent memory, potentially. Whoa, 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 whoa. Per Grill Boy, who just shot me a text, apparently Jaron Bradley just announced that he's entering the portal. I would take Jaron Bradley. We talked about him last year, um, and I don't, I don't know what kind of year he had at uh, Tech. I, I watched Tech play Kansas State, and I think he had a touchdown catch in that game earlier in the year. But we talked about Jaron Bradley last year when Emmett Jones was coming from Tech, saying, yeah. hey, that's a guy that you would want. So um, if he's in the portal, then... Yeah, that's that's one you might that's one you might look at there. And one that Emmett Jones might feel like he has a pretty good chance at. I would say so. I would say the odds are quite good that if Jaron Bradley is indeed in the portal, and I haven't seen any announcement yet, I checked social media just now. If he is indeed hitting the portal, probably good shot that Oklahoma is a tough place for him to say no to. Yeah. yeah. Given that the guy that coached him in Lubbock is now the wide receivers coach at OU and doing a dang good job. 918, who are the staffers that are officially leaving Oklahoma to go to Mississippi State? Well, you got Phil Lodeholtz, you got Tanner Schaefer, Matt Holacek, and uh, Doobie. Doobie's going along yep, as, uh, that as Doobie. well. Those four, as of right now, don't know of any others. And those, all four of those weren't uh, full-time, or they weren't on-field assistants, they weren't full-time assistants, however you want to say it. And man, I just... I don't get the feel right now that you're going to lose any of your full-time assistance to Mississippi State at this point. It feels like offensively, and, and that's another, and maybe the best thing about this hire is that the continuity that we kept talking about this week, like that's that's there, man. Like you can kind of operate how you have been here recently. I mean, the difference is, is that Seth Luttrell is elevated, but there's not a whole lot of shakeup on this offensive staff after no. losing your OC. And for for a school that just lost their OC to an SEC school, that's pretty rare, don't you think? That it you're is getting very the continuity rare. that you that you have. Now. Like to have this minimal turnover after losing your OC to a head coaching gig, it's pretty remarkable how little attrition Oklahoma has experienced and will experience. This is best case scenario, Tyler. This is absolute best case scenario. If you told anybody, anybody that. Regardless of the timeline, Jeff Levy was going to leave to be a head coach at some point. The question everybody instantly would have had, well, would be, well, okay, who like who goes with him? 
If I told you, yeah, he's only taken four off-field staffers, you'd have taken that every day of the week, man. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say as a Sooner fan, you're pretty pleased with how everything has turned. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Still a lot of curtain to get to and a lot of text to get to as well. We'll do both on the other side right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno bringing you the sour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones is family-owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. They have all of that and incredible pricing as well. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Uh, from the 731 state of Tennessee. So what's the text regarding Jackson Arnold's Twitter about? Someone trolling us? No, it was the uh, the OU football Twitter account releasing officially. Seth Luttrell, Joe John as co-OCs. Jackson Arnold quote tweeted it and put the emoji exclamation marks, which is Jackson's way of saying, hey, I like this. Cool. Here's my acknowledgement here. Or may- maybe it was... <laughs> Maybe it was like the exclamation point of on on like a caution symbol. Maybe it was Jackson Arnold saying, "Oh no, uh oh!" Twice because he he didn't like both hires. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. No, ja- as as we've talked about, Jackson Arnold is a hundred percent on board with Seth Luttrell as his positional coach and offensive coordinator, and so are the Sooners' three quarterback commits. Uh, holy moly, never got a text back from y'all before. Really hoping to meet everyone when Tennessee rolls into Norman next season. Love the content. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to us all the way out there in the uh, in the state of Tennessee. Uh, okay, Loco Ohio says Mississippi State tied in going into the portal. I haven't. It's so difficult to keep up with the portal, especially during the middle of the show. It's It's insane, especially with quarterbacks, man. I thought it was nuts in 2021. I thought it was even more nuts last year. Feels like the portal this season is going to blow away anything we've ever seen. Um, speaking of Mississippi State, is uh, is Levy going after DJ Durkin as his defensive coordinator? Oh, is he really? I thought someone tweeted about that yesterday. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> see how so that one goes. Six one five. What do we know about Seth Latrell as a recruiter or Joe John Finley for that matter? Well, we know Joe John got a top one hundred player this year at tight end. So. And I, he's really set up nicely to get a couple big-time tight ends in 2025. Uh, you're hoping one is about, what, 15, 20 miles away from here in, yeah. in Nate Roberts. That would now, be the, the crown jewel. Here's, I, I, I just want people to be mindful of this. What do we know about Seth Luttrell as a recruiter? Not a lot. Not a ton. Do we know any more about Seth Luttrell as we did about Emmett Jones when he was hired as a recruiter? Probably not. Now, I, am I saying Seth Luttrell is going to be the home run recruiter that Emmett Jones has been for Oklahoma? Not necessarily. What I am saying is when a guy has enjoyed such a distinguished co- career wearing logos that are inferior to the logo at the University of Oklahoma, you put the logo on that guy's shirt and – Odds are he's going to be able to make some stuff happen that he has never been able to make happen before because of the sway that the OU brand and the OU logo has. So And the quarterback position yes, at OU. Sure. Yes, yes. And, and again, Seth Luttrell is set up well in the years ahead. He does not have to worry immediately about recruiting anyone. 
He has Michael Hawkins committed. He has Brendan Zerbrug committed. He has Kevin Sperry committed. The 2026 kids are sophomores in high school right now. There is plenty of time for Latrell to evaluate and start developing relationships and get a red eye on the guy he wants in 2026. So it's probably going to be a minute before we find out just how much game Seth Latrell brings to the recruiting trail. But he's also in a position where because the quarterback at the University of Oklahoma has historically been so successful, regardless of who the play caller has been, he has a lot to recruit to, inherently speaking. LaDonna from Lubbock wants Gerald McCoy to replace Phil Lodeholtz on the uh, staff. So, GK, I don't know how busy you are, man, but if you're listening, LaDonna from out there in Lubbock wants you on the staff now. Fill the void of Phil Lodeholtz. I'm sure they'll I, – I don't know if they'll do it with former players, but I'm sure Brent will uh, fill a few of those uh, off-the-field roles. But it's not – if you're not able to, if you're only able to fill two of those, then – that's that's okay. You've got other off-the-field staffers. I mean, you'd like to have a lot, but you've got your on-field coaches uh, all filled up. That's that's really what you're looking for at this point. I guess the Texas side is pretty upset with the coach of the year. Why? Well, Sark was 11-1, and and you give it to a head coach that was 9-3 and and Mike Gundy? You Re- guys pick Sark? And- you guys pick Gundy over Sark? Seriously? And here is here is the key factor relative to expectations oklahoma state drastically outperformed texas texas was picked to win the league yeah by the majority of people what did steve sarkeesian do that he wasn't expected to do preseason beat alabama i guess but uh, but. a lot of people thought that he was going to do that before the year uh sooner lisa says what happened to load holtz uh he's going to mississippi state load holt and tanner schaefer uh, Matt, along with Matt Holacek and uh, Benton Doobie uh, going, to, uh, going to Mississippi State. And as of right now, those are the only four names that we know of that are uh, going to Starkville. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.